weekend is not complete without the First Lady of New York Radio. It's the Joan Hamburg Show. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Don't forget to join the Joan Hamburg Show every Sunday. We start at 2 o'clock. And every week we bring you great guests. And we also have great podcasts. Tune in if you've never heard them. Let Me Tell You is one of our original podcasts. There's always a podcast of the show. And we have such a good time. And we love having you join us. Sunday, of course, again, beginning at 2 o'clock, we've got terrific guest, Cheetah Rivera. Cheetah Rivera, who is 89 years old, is unbelievable, singing, dancing, everyone celebrating her extraordinary career. Never a woman to look back has written a memoir, which will be out. We're not going to talk about it today because it's not quite out yet. But to hear about her life and how she started as a performer working with the greats and they recognized when she was just a child her incredible talent. She worked with Sondheim and Prince and Fosse, you name it, she was there. And of course, my pal, whom you know from years of uh, Kathy Lee and Regis, Kathy Lee and Hoda, she has changed her life totally, very spiritual, very into Christianity and amazing stories to tell and uprooted her life and moved to Nashville. It's amazing. I think you're going to enjoy both guests. Don't forget to be part of the Joan Hamburg Show this Sunday, starting at 2 and every Sunday. The First Lady of New York Radio. This is Joan Eats. In an area in New Jersey that has not been famous for its restaurants, Something amazing happened. A new fine dining restaurant opened in Sussex County, New Jersey. Actually named one of the 30 best restaurants in New Jersey for 2022 by New Jersey Monthly. And Food and Wine Magazine wrote a piece named Why Two John George Alums Opened a Restaurant in the Middle of Nowhere. It's called the Circle Restaurant in Sussex County, 310 NJ94 Newton. It's unbelievable. It's in a beautifully restored 1720 farmhouse on a county highway overlooking farmland, a big wraparound deck for outdoor dining, small cozy rooms on two floors, and the food is so delicious. The chef owners are young, under 30. They're so enthusiastic. The place is warm and friendly. It's a terrific destination. Staff is professional. The ingredients are from local vendors. Now, here's the deal. It's such a hit, this beautiful restaurant, that reservations are a must and must be made in advance. In fact, they were heavily booked most Fridays and Saturdays between 6 and 8. The menu changes by season. You can bring your own wine. They don't have a liquor license yet. So what did we eat? The Korean barbecue duck for two. Guys, it was so delicious. Honey garlic glaze served with cucumbers, homemade kimchi. We had two appetizers, fantastic. We split the gnocchi made from corn from local farms. So much food we couldn't even have dessert, which looks spectacular. The menu is so good. From fusilli with um, fresh crab to gnocchi, ravioli to halibut, heritage pork chops, and diver's scallops that are incredible with baby artichokes. My favorite lamb chops. It's absolutely a winner. I know you're going to love it. The Circle Restaurant, worth a destination. You can go and watch the fall colors. 
800-862-6410, thecirclerestaurant.com, a winner, dinner Wednesday through Sunday. The First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg. Entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Kathy Lee Gifford has so many credits that I don't even know where to begin. A four-time <laughs> Emmy Award winning and was the co-host of the fourth hour of today with Hoda. And they did that for years, uh, 11 years. And then mm-hmm. Kathy Lee who is so brave and a chance taker, said, great, loved it, had enough, I'm off to do other things. And that was a sad day for people who love to watch them and love to watch television. But we all knew Kathy from even before that when she was co-host with Live with Regis, and that was 15 years. She's got her own star on the Hollywood Hall of Fame. And she's just got all kinds of fabulous things, including a brand new book called The God of the Way. So, Kathy, you're unreal. You know, you tell us you're moving out of the city and you're so much a part of New York. How did you pick where your next home was going to be? Was it the music What brought you to Nashville? Once Frank had passed and once my children had moved to California to pursue their own careers, I just, I just, I knew I had uh, to, I had to make a huge change. Uh, There was a line in the movie that I wrote for my friend, Craig Ferguson, the the movie called Then Came You, that I, that my, the, the, the character, Annabelle has her husband's ashes in her hand. And she basically says, I love you, Fred, but I got to make new memories or the old ones are going to kill me. And I'm not ready to die. Not yet. Mm-hmm. And, and I had always thought that I would go off to, to go back to my beloved California where I had lived for years. I spent 40 years thinking one day I'm going back to I'm going to mm-hmm. spread my, my kids can spread my ashes in Santa Barbara because I thought it was one of the most beautiful places in the world. Well, it was. And even that has you know, gotten to the point where I just said, you know what? I'm not going back there. I'm not going to I'm not going to deal with that kind of an environment. I don't want I hate the the taxes are insane. The quality of life has just disappeared. The politics are so ugly. I mean, I I have friends across the whole political uh, spectrum, but I I've always been able to talk to them respectfully and lovingly. I never would ever think for a moment to cancel somebody because they think differently about something than I do. They're good people and I love them. But you can't talk to people anymore in these big mm. cities. And it was getting to that point in New York, too. And it was so mean spirited. And, and I just said, Lord, I don't want to live out the rest of my days this way. And while I had been doing that movie with, with uh, Craig, I had uh, been co-writing all the music with this brilliant writer in, in, in Nashville named Brett James. And so I spent a year coming down to Nashville and um, just writing and doing the videos and, and producing all the music. And and I'd get on the plane on a Sunday afternoon. I think I've told you this, Joan. And I'd say, why? Am, I don't want to go. Why am I so happy here? And this is not to put down New York. This is to put down what New York has become, the culture, right. not the people. There are wonderful, godly, good, moral, excellent people in New York. But anybody who says the culture has not changed has lost their minds. I'm sorry. I've lived there for, since 1982. You right. far longer than I have. If, you, if you're happy there, then God bless you. But I couldn't take it anymore. I said, I don't want to be mean. And I don't want to be anxious. And I w- don't want to live in fear. And I don't like, I, I, I pay really high taxes. I don't want it to be filthy. I just said, this, this is just not the way I want to live my life. So I came, I thought, I bought a small place in Tennessee thinking, you know, I'll keep one little foot, one little well-pedicured toe in uh, Tennessee, and I'll go back and forth. And honestly, there's such a culture of kindness here, Joan, that it just seduced me. I was so happy here. People are nice. And and they love God, and they love their country, and they, 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 but here's the difference. They don't tell you how to live. They don't tell you how you got to vote. They don't tell you how to how you got to worship. They just I went through two cycles of two um, 
election since I've moved here four years ago. I just bought my first home here four years ago. I've bought a couple since then because I get bigger and bigger because I want to stay more. I want to entertain more. I want more. I have more friends. I don't want to have them over. And anyway, I just they said they'd say to me, you know, um, nobody screams you about who you're going to vote for. They'd say, you know what? After you vote, let's get together and, uh, and and have a drink and write a song. And I'd go, this is I'm not in, I'm not in Kansas anymore. I just what is this where people just let you be who you are authentically are? And then if you're a jerk, they'll let you know. But they let you be till then. And, and we've you, stopped doing that. When did that happen, Joan? But I can imagine you're as, as upset about it as I am. And it's not just New York. It's so many of the major cities that used, I used to love visiting. I won't even go to them anymore. I don't know who's paying taxes anymore in all these cities where people are leaving in the droves from them. Because, it, you know, and, and you're, you're certainly allowed to have whatever political opinion you want to have. But can we just be honest about some of the policies that don't make sense and are not working and they're hurting people? People are suffering that shouldn't have to. Well, what's also interesting is that when you moved, you had always been a workaholic, but you now were working as much as ever, even more. And all the things you were doing that brought the Bible and the names that many of us had grown up with or heard, but a new reality came with you, with your music, with your stories, with the narrative. And it it wasn't a new Kathy Lee, but it was no. a different direction at that moment. You know, Joan, you've known me for such a long time and you've been such a faithful friend to me through the years. You know, that has always been my desire. It was to bring truth uh, to the forefront so people could could see it maybe in a different light for the first time and maybe have a new understanding that would maybe guide them to some peace, some shalom uh, in their life. And so people, when I left the show with Regis, said the same thing to me as when I left the show with, with uh, Hoda. They go, how could you leave your dream right. job? And I'd go, well, you know what? You're just assuming it was my dream job. I, when I was growing up, there were, there were no talk shows, for one thing. And there certainly weren't any female talk show hosts. I never dreamed of being a talk show host. I wanted to be in Disney movies. I wanted to be on Broadway. I wanted to write stories that, 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 that entertain people. That was always my dream since I came out of my mother's womb. So finally, I just I'd gotten to the point where... I didn't have to take care of so many people anymore. And um, I had this huge home in Connecticut that I adore, but I had a staff and I had just, and I just thought, why am I still here? I could finally now move to this place in Connecticut, be surrounded by people who let me be who I am. They let me worship or not worship, go to church and not go to church, be an atheist or, or believe in, in miracles. They, they don't, they don't, care they just let you be and they certainly don't tell you how to vote and i just said you know whatever time the lord gives keeps me on this earth i want to be i don't want to i don't want to be fighting i don't want to be arguing i don't want to be defending i just want to be sharing in a loving way what i've found to be true in my life because i've never tried to preach to people and I'm certainly not an expert in biblical studies, but I study with the most renowned rabbis and, and Judeo-Christian teachers in the world. And what they teach me has transformed my life so much that I have to, I have to pass it along. I mean, it's almost like if you had the cure for cancer, would you keep it a secret? No decent person wouldn't, regardless of their politics. You'd share it with hurting, suffering people. I just feel like I have found... The, the, the cure for the malignancy of the soul. And it's a God-formed vacuum in our hearts and in our lives that people spend their whole life trying to fill up with, with counterfeits. And it doesn't work. And it breaks my heart for people. It just does. I just literally am sitting here so exhausted and worn out. I just got off my umpteenth mountain in Israel because I just got home two days ago from, you know, I'm writing my next, next book and then beginning my next, next movies that I shoot there because I want to tell the stories of the Bible 
in a way that nobody has ever told them before, and that's through oratorio and through narration and music with orchestras. And, and it's, it's working, Joan, I'm so happy to say, along with this book, the new book, The God of the Way, it, that came in, in, in as a companion piece to this, my newest film, which is called The Way. And, and the so music the book is called The God of the Way. And it's, oh, honey, thank you. It's all, I write with brilliant, brilliant people. Um, and I write almost all the lyrics, but but I co-write the music with everyone. And, and in some cases, I don't. Sometimes I just write all the lyrics and somebody writes the music. Whatever serves our narrative. It's, we We try to, you know, leave our egos at the door and say, what do we want to say and how do we want to say it? So these epic stories from the Bible, and I believe the Bible is not the Old Testament and the New Testament. It's one unbelievable story we should have never broken up into two sections because it's confused people. Oh, the Old Testament's for the Jews and the New Testament's for the Christians? No, nothing could be further from the truth. So the, the, the story of Jesus is a Jewish story, and all of his original, you know, believers and followers and disciples were all Jewish. It wasn't, the word Christian didn't show up till many, many years later, when, when uh, during the apostolic period, when the, uh, when the, the word of the, the, the way, that's what the early followers of Jesus were called, followers of the way. And um, Christian is a, is a Greek word, not a Hebrew word, based on Christos, meaning Messiah in Greek. So, you know, there's just so much, as you and I have talked many times, so much biblical um, uh, illiteracy. And, and studying the way I study in the Holy Land with these brilliant um, uh, scholars telling me what the Old Testament really says, what the Hebrew in it really says. And what the Greek in the New Testament really says. And the more I learn, the more it just, I'm so convinced that the problem is that we've divided the Bible to the point that we, it's divided us. And, 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 and I, am a, I am a Jew. I was born to a Jewish father and a, and a, and a, a, a shiksa mom. Mm-hmm. And, and um, that was God's purpose, too, so I would understand both worlds. So I could spend the rest of our lives trying to create a bridge between us, a bridge of understanding. And um, it's, that's my life's work now. And, and I, I, I miss Hoda. I miss a lot of my friends. So many of our old crew at the, at the Today Show have also, you know, decided it's, it's time to move on. And, you know, that's life. You know, that's, that's just changes. the ebb and flow of life. But I do miss the people. But do I miss? You know what I used to do for a living? No, any more than I missed it with Regis. I just don't. This is what I was never meant to do uh, long term, forever. So, and, Kathy, uh, if someone offered it, you, if someone came along and said, "We miss you so much on television," and it's true, it, it's lots of replacements, but never the same. Would you be you. tempted to go back? You know, I've always, I'm, I'm wise enough to say, I don't know what the future holds. I know who holds my future. So I'm open to whatever the, the Lord has for me. But honestly, the first thing I always say to everyone, is, and I have been offered those things. I, I got, I was on, I was on a plane going to Israel two months before I left the Today Show. And I, I had, we'd announced that I was leaving and I got a call in the airport from another network where I used to work. And they go, will you come back? Will you come back? And, I, and I, it was hard for me to try to explain. You don't understand. I, I, I don't want to do this anymore with my time. And I don't want to do it in New York anymore. I want to get away from the Northeast and from the culture there, not the people. And I need to make that clear. Just the culture of what it has become. And, and I said, I am, I'm free now to be who I am where I'm moving to. And nothing can take that away from me. There's a saying I, I picked up, and it came straight from the Lord years, about six years ago. He said, Kathy, the joy of your, my, my joy is non-negotiable. And I found again this joy in life, doing what I want to do, what I was born to do, with people who are like-minded and make me feel good about who I am. You know, you surround yourself with people who make you feel um, like you're stupid, 
or like you're um, uh, uh, not a good human being, or that they just judge you all the time. And Christians have been guilty of that for, for millennia. That's why our churches are empty in many parts of our world today, because yeah, we yeah. haven't been living the gospel of Jesus, telling people that he loves them. We've been judging people. That doesn't make people want to go to church. That doesn't want to make people change. You know, they, they, people want to be happy. People want joy. People want peace in their life. And yet we become so dogmatic, whether we're on the far left or far right or, you know, whatever. It's, it's, a, it's a club I don't want to belong to. So Kathy I had to protect my soul when I moved when down here. That's what I was doing. Now, were the children upset? You're close to your son and your daughter, and you've got a new baby in the family. You're a grandma yeah. now. Were they upset when you moved to Nashville? Have they been tempted? No. <laughs> to move as well? My yeah. daughter moved here within a year. You're yeah, kidding. I was just with her all day yesterday. My daughter moved here and her, with her husband, Cody, and my and his. They both left California because this, this, because of the same thing I'm describing has mm-hmm. happened there. Then uh, they thought they'd live out their, their the rest of their lives in California too. It was the most beautiful place. I'm sorry, but show me anywhere in, in America is a more beautiful place to live year round than Southern California. Yeah, it's Boston. gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And uh, they thought they were going to, that was their life's choice too. Cass and Ben, her husband moved here. They got married during COVID. Uh, Cody and Erica, uh, were, they were both living in Santa Monica. Everybody lived in Santa Monica. They left and started and moved back to my house in Connecticut while they tried to figure out what to do, where they wanted to end up. They looked at property here and, you know, really considered it and, but it's far away from her home, which is in um, Nevada from her mother. And then once uh-huh. they had uh, their little boy, who was I'm his, right? I'm Bubby, which you will understand. Wow. I'm, I'm a Yiddish grandma. I'm Bubby, and he's my Bubbala. Mm. And um, yeah, he's. I go home once a month now, just to, to even see if baby it's just Frank. to hold him for fifteen minutes. He's yeah. baby Frank. Yeah, but, and uh, and he's his grandfather all over again. He's his father all over again. He's got the beauty and the personality mm. of his mom. I mean, it's it's everything they tell you being a grandmother. Uh, should be and but I leave them alone. I've always left my children alone since they became adults. And they I said, you guys need to me. Yep, and and I don't know where they're going to end up. This is just a temporary thing while they're right. while they're trying Finding to figure it, it out. But, yeah, but your yeah. daughter was very talented too, and is and she, she still, still is. acting? And yeah, well, you know, things have just shriveled up. When you know that that well, has, that whole um, COVID, yeah, and when you're. It. you're uh, yeah, and a lot of the opportunities she had, and she was wanted by, <clears throat> she won a huge award. The last, the last person who had won this award before COVID happened was Amber Heard for like the most promising star of the future award. You know, she she won that. And the next year, uh, her father died, and then right after that, COVID hit, and um, you know, it's just all dried up. She still gets offers, but nothing she wants to do. So she's she's you know just concentrating on um, being a, a happy human being right now. She and her tra- husband travel quite a bit, and they'd love to start a, ho- a future uh, as a family. And so, you know, um, I think she's wise enough also to understand that, you know, um, uh, her joy is non-negotiable too. She doesn't need to be acting just to be acting. She wants to do good work. Right, and she's always said that. She said, "Mom, it's about the writing." You've always told me, "Don't just take it to have a job." I go, "Oh, you know, my words come back to haunt me." But she's right. She says, "I don't need to work, thank God." She said, "But if I, but I want to work. But I want to do work that's meaningful and and purposeful." So, you know, I I I did did my job, and so did Frank, raising two unbelievable human beings. Who, yeah, who know that they're blessed and, and have a purpose. And it's not what they can build for themselves, some monuments to their own ego or anything. No, they, they know that if they're blessed, they had a purpose. And that was, and, and that was to, make, to be a blessing to people who don't have the kind of opportunities that they've had. So that's the one thing I take I'm a little bit of a, a bow about, you know, is that Coach, uh, Frank and I, we, we taught them that God is the most important thing they'll ever I have to understand in life is that God is their dearest, dearest, closest friend. You know, make friends with God early in life. Teach your children that he will be there long 
after your, their parents are gone. Don't put your faith in any anybody else, any organization, any government, any anything. They're not going to be there for you, ultimately. But God will. His promises are true, and he never changes. He is all um, when? Uh, all, all good, all sovereign, uh, a Jehovah Elohim, creator of all good and every perfect gift. So they are living Kathy, when the kids, well, when the children were little, did they resist the message? Like so many kids, you know, don't bother me. I have my own thing. Or no, because I made it responsive. They didn't when they were little because I, I would make up songs and we'd laugh and I made I made faith fun instead of a burden. Faith should not be a burden. Faith should release you from your burdens, and I understood that by then for sure. So I, we would make up funny songs and put on funny plays, and I would make it fun for them. But by the time they were adults, and Cody went off to film school at USC. Uh, yeah, I felt like I was started to lose him to the world's culture. I did. But you know the fascinating thing that happened with, with Cody? He, he got his master's degree at Oxford University in, in film and in, um, 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 well, it, was, it had a very, very lofty name I can hardly remember, but basically it was in screenwriting. He's a brilliant screenwriter and producer, and that's what he does now, has been doing. But his faith became his very own. Uh, I, I didn't want him to follow in my, I wanted him to discover his own walk with, with the Lord, not mm-hmm. mine. I've got to walk mine. He's got to walk his own. And too often we force these things on our children. You got to, you know, that's the very thing I'm talking about our culture. And I can't, I can't get mad at our culture for doing it to me when I'm, I'm guilty of the same thing myself, trying to make my child cookie cutter me. If that's wrong, my children have their own dreams, their own aspirations, their own thoughts and feelings and I just I'm just there to facilitate them and help them with them so I always told my kids once they became you know adults they would um I would never force and I would never even give them an opinion unless they asked for it and believe me Cody brought some ladies home that I uh it was all I could do not to give my opinion on it Cody Frank and I used to look at each other like but I didn't do it I said he's he's gonna realize it I don't want to push my child away. I want him to always feel safe that he can come to me with anything. I want my children to want me to be in their life. So that's what we have today, thank God, because while he was at Oxford, he discovered the God of uh, C.S. Lewis, the God of Tolkien, uh, and, and, and fell in love with, with the, his Savior Jesus, Yeshua to me now in Hebrew. Uh, he, that, he, and he walks his own walk with him now. So I'm just, I'm just grateful the Lord gave me the wisdom to say, leave them alone. You've done your job. You're only going to make it worse now, you know? And uh, so I'm talking to Kathy Lee Gifford, her book, The God of the Way, and it's her journey into the stories, people and faith that changed the world forever. And this is, Kathy, as I remember, your second big book, on a Jewish Christian faith, and she came out too with an oratorio, which has the most glorious music. Oh, honey, so thank you. you've done it all. It's a full-fledged, so Kathy, it's a full-fledged film, um, Joan, which I sent you a long time ago before it was even finished because yes, I wanted I you to. Yes, I saw it. Mm-hmm. It's a full-fledged film. It's available on DVD now. It's the four oratorios put together, telling the story of creation all the way through. Um, God calling a people in the form of Abraham and Sarah, all the way through the, what I hate to call, but it, you know, the world knows it as the Old Testament and into the New Testament, the story of how the word became flesh and dwelt among us in the form of Yeshua, Jesus. And it ends with a call to the the modern day church, an oratorio called the God of uh, the other side. When Jesus said, get in the boat and meet me on the other side, he said it to his disciples. And the, the other side was not just you know, the physical other side of the Sea of Galilee. It was a specific place where his very good Jewish boy disciples had had been told their whole lives never go to the other side. It's where all the pagans lived. It's where all the people, all the bestiality was, all the pagan worship, all the idol worship, all the, that world. And that they would be unclean. And in the, in the first century AD Judaism, uh, and uh, they would be shunned completely from community by going there. 
But Jesus was basically saying, if you're going to follow me, you got to go to the other side where I'm going to go, because that's where the lost are. That's where the broken are. That's where the beaten down, the shunned, the canceled are. And they are desperate to know that I love them. You have to be my hands, my feet, and my mouth. You have to go and love them in my name. And that's the call to the church today because we've forgotten that. Some churches Well, do I was going to ask you, I'm talking to Kathy Lee Gifford, whom you know, I can't even tell you for how many years as a songwriter, a writer, author, singer, actor. We first met Kathy even before this, but she was on with Live with Regis for many, many years and then worked with Hoda for at least 11 years. Do you, mm -hmm. Kathy, you changed your life. You you moved to a place where people knew you and you knew them, but it wasn't like home where you had come mm -hmm. of age and done so much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, do you ever question faith or what's going on? The world is so complicated. And as you said, yeah. Not only have religions failed people in so many ways, our political leaders have failed us in so many ways. It's tough. It's hard. People have lost faith not only in God or any kind of spirituality, but they've lost faith in their in their uh, um, institutions. I mean, I, I don't trust the FBI anymore. Do you? Well, I, <laughs> I don't trust the CIA anymore. Now. Do you? Yeah. And I, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a. I'm. I've been a registered independent since I was 18 years old and first could vote. I said, I don't like either club. I don't, I'm not a club joiner. I want to think my own thoughts and come to my own conclusions. And I don't want to be uh, beholden to any group of people. In, you know, I want to believe what I believe authentically and, and, and then live by it. So, yeah, I've lost, I've lost tremendous faith in our, our government's gotten way too big. It was never meant to be. I think the Constitution's a magnificent piece of literature. I think the men who, yes, it was only men in power then, but look how far we've come. Um, you know, I think we've come a long, long way. You know, we, were, we fought for, for civil rights in this country. We fought for women's rights in this country. We fought, you know, the first people that, that fought the British slave trade was a, was a magnificent member of parliament, William Wilberforce, who just was a devout Christian. And he said, this is wrong. This is slavery is wrong. Anybody that wants to know the story of how the British slave trade came to an end, read a book by my friend Eric Metaxas called Amazing Grace, story of William Wilberforce that, that uh, Patricia Heating and her husband did a magnificent movie directed by an uh, Academy Award nominated director, uh, Michael Apted, directed. I mean, people, this is the kind of history that's being forgotten. This was a wealthy, privileged white Christian man who single-handedly stopped the, the slave trade in, in, um, in the British islands, uh, the British slave trade, years before we had our first abolitionist in America. This is important history for us to know. You know, you, nobody can say they love God when, out of the one side of their mouth and keep slaves on the other. We know innately it's not right Every single human being is precious and equal in the sight of God as their creator. So, I mean, I think there are things we can celebrate as a nation still. We're still trying to make things better. But uh, you know what I'm really for more than anything in the world? Yeah. I'm for term limits, doggone it. I, yeah, really well, I think a lot of us I are know, with and you. I, I rarely talk politics with you, but... Oh, there's just too many people who get too comfortable there and forget why they were supposed to go to their right, and, never, and never want to leave. I'm talking to Kathy Lee Gifford, her new book, The God of the Way, and her oratorio too. Kathy the way. is the way, and you. It's all available. And congratulations on being a grandmother. Sorry. I love checking up <laughs> with you. By the way, love your love, you, you are. Your love life is good. You know what? It um, my personal life. I, I've learned to keep things that are precious quiet. Next time you and I get together and have lunch, I'll tell you everything. I can't but, wait. Uh, I, I'm so grateful to have uh, uh, everything in my life is like right. in good harmony friends. now. 
Yeah. Good I'm friends. I'm so glad. A beautiful uh, a companion in my life who shares my faith and shares my love of music. And I don't, I don't, I'm not even planning on tomorrow. I just, I'm grateful okay. for what That's I have today. That's the way to do it. And enjoy yeah. the moment. Yeah. Seize the day. Thank you, honey. Thank I love you, you my Kathy. darling friend. We'll talk very And everybody soon. listening, God bless you all. The God of the shalom, way, Kathy Shalom, Snubuck. sweet friend. Okay, Shalom, Kathy Lee Gifford. And I'm Joan Hamburg, and you're all listening to WABC. More to come. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Taking you behind the curtain, it's the Joan Hamburg Show, Talk Radio 77 WABC. One of the great talents in this country is the one and only Cheetah Rivera. You know her from all her hats. She's a wonderful actress. She sings. She dances. Your favorite Broadway show, she originated roles that are part of Broadway history. And past and present, Anita in West Side Story, Velma in Chicago, the title role in Kiss of the Spider Woman. She's been nominated, I don't really know the count, but at least 10 for Tony Award. And she's won Tony's at least three times, including Lifetime Achievement. The first Latina and Latino American to get the Kennedy Center honor. The Presidential Medal of Freedom, that was, they're all huge, but that was so impressive. Yeah, that was. That was, that impressed me. Uh, it, it, it humbled. Well, it, it, all of these awards are humbling anyhow, but that one really shocked me, you know, knocked me between the eyes. You know, it was, I remember watching that. And it was unbelievable and well-deserved. But, you know, you get so many, and not, but people of great talent are lucky and often get many awards. But to get the Presidential Medal of Freedom is something that has real implications. So that's thrilling. Well, I thought, you know, I thought, surely they've made a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Surely they've made a mistake, but um, no, uh, they didn't, and um, and so I'm very grateful, you know. Well, it's great, and you started out. It's interesting when you think back that your mom enrolled you in a ballet school, and you're right early on, and then someone from the Balanchine School of American Valet went to visit as they do to look for talent. You were a teenager and right. you were one of two picked to audition in New York. That's uh, exactly right. Lewis Johnson, who isn't with us anymore, uh, was um, was the, the second person that was chosen. And uh, we were taken to New York and uh, auditioned singularly um, with, uh, with Mr. Balanchine and uh, won scholarships to the school. So that was the beginning of, um, of whatever I am now. <laughs> well, it's really fascinating. But as a teenager or a kid, did you know this is what you wanted? Um, I knew that I loved what I was doing. I knew that. And I was a person that just was out to have a good time in her life. Um, I loved to laugh. I loved to skate. I loved to bicycle. I loved to challenge the guys in the neighborhood. You know, I just wanted to, and I loved school. Uh, you know, so I loved, in general, what I was doing. And uh, I uh, broke up Mother's uh, coffee table, and mm. jumping from the sofa to the chair. And um, 
he said, that's it, I'm enrolling you in in ballet school. I'm going to organize this energy that you've got. And that's what she did. And, and it started working. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And that she channeled my energy. And um, and, and that, that's the best thing a parent can do. Right. Instead of saying, no, you know, be a that's teacher, right. be a secretary, do something practical. That's she right. encouraged it. But as long as you went ahead and did it. That's right. That's exactly right. But, you know, it's so much that happens in life is a coincidence, an accident, an act of faith. Was that a true story that you went with a pal who was auditioning oh. for Call Me Madam, which then Elaine Stritch was in? That's right. That, well, it absolutely was a true story, uh, is a true story. Um, uh, and uh, Helen. And she asked me to go just to keep her company because she was so nervous. And because I uh, uh, would hang around, she said, why don't you take the audition? And I went, oh, yeah. And that would be a a good experience. And um, because I wasn't frightened, because I didn't need the job, um, talk about chance um, uh, and destiny, um, I was, I auditioned right down front and I wasn't frightened and I got the job and Helen didn't. Mm. And when you think of all the people that you worked with, like Sammy Davis Jr., people like that, he was a Mr. Wonderful and you kept getting cast in these roles, but was it Anita in West Side Story that you feel is what really was the path to being a Broadway star? Well, I, uh, well, I, you know, I, I, I uh, pull back on uh, star, you know, what is a star? But mm-hmm. um, uh, at that time, there were many wonderful shows that were being created, and I came around at the perfect time. And um, it it was, Madam was um, Jerry Robbins. You know, that was the first show that I did with Elaine. And... Um, but the but West Side was the first controversial um, piece of of theater, and um, as you can see, it's still running. You know, it still has a place um, in in the theater world. Oh, know? a big place! It was just yeah. an anniversary, and at sixty five years, hard right, hard to 60- believe. Uh, 65. Yeah, mm. I don't know where it has gone. It, it, it went so fast, you know. Um, so, you know, I just have to say, okay, 65 years, that's it. And take down another mirror. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it, it is. And what's so amazing is people do try to bring form back, but they just don't resonate and yet this west side story resonates as much as it ever did it's extraordinary well thanks to um shakespeare thanks to uh romeo and juliet you know it originally was the story of well it is the story of romeo and juliet and two different families that are argumentative, but um, so uh, as long as we have that problem of uh, of um, one group not understanding another, we will have a West Side Story. Right, and using all your talents and still bringing joy to yeah. everyone. It's it's one of the things that every time I see it. Yeah. I feel like I haven't seen it before. And uh-huh. and that's what's so amazing. Are you dancing a lot these days, still doing it every day? 
uh, well, not every day. Uh, what with the um, um, the um, uh, uh, what what was that terrible thing we just had there? Um, oh, the COVID thing. Yeah, the COVID. Um, uh, you know, that slowed things down, and age has slowed things down. But through the years, I've learned to um, act and sing, and and and, and the moving is, uh, is um, sort of secondary now. But, you know, it, uh, it's, it's still good. It's still good. No, and you've done reviews, and I understand we're going to wait until the book comes out, but Cheetah Memoir is coming out in a year. That's right. It is. It's coming out. Um, uh, It's being released, actually, on my older brother's birthday, April 25th. And um, and I'm thrilled that it's, uh, uh, you know, being released. Um, on on his birthday, and you can pre-order it on Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble. You know, right? So it, it's that, great. You know that that and and that's been uh, was Patrick Pacheco, who's writing it with me. Uh, that's really been uh, an experience uh, to go over your life. Um, oh, it's really. Um, it, it 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 makes you stop and think. Again. How did you feel when it was done? Did you feel it was almost like going to the best shrink ever? <laughs> yes, yes, it 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 did feel like that. It did feel like that. But Patrick is um, is such a wonderful writer, and he had all the right qualities to write it with me. Uh, he had. Uh, you know, he's a positive uh, person, and he he's very accurate, and he's intellectual, and um, uh, and so we had a good time doing it together. No, oh, and when you think about your career, I forget when. Call me madam. That was like you know, years ago. You were just a teenager That's when right. you got cast in that, which is not easy. Well, it was the first, well, as I said, you know, by accident, I got the job. And I called my mother and I said, what do I do? They just offered me, I think, $250 or something like that. And mother, you know, came up and and interviewed um, some people uh, and and, uh, put me... uh, yeah, under the arms of um, two older people in the in the show that were would be, act as my chaperones, and um, and she let me go. She let me go. A very wise woman she was, and very trusting. And she knew she did a good job on her daughter. Absolutely, absolutely. But you never know. You know, yeah, you, never, yeah. you know, God, you never know. And you started dancing. When did you know that you really could sing too, or was that always there? Well, yeah. You just didn't do it. Oh, I just, I just didn't do it. You know, I, I, I didn't. I, I always considered myself a dancer, and um, and once a dancer, always a dancer. You know, and. Um, uh, I, I think I got a little more confidence when um, when Leonard Bernstein uh, said it was I was okay, and when John Kander um, uh, allowed me to sing some of his um, music uh, mm-hmm. and Fred Ebb, you know his lyrics, uh, I, I became a little more confident. For the rest of my conversation with Cheetah Rivera, go to our original podcast, Let Me Tell You. She has a fascinating story and a fascinating life and is still going strong at 89. The First Lady of New York Radio. This is Ask Joan. 
most people keep their dates, their diary online, but I've kept mine forever in something called City Diary. And then I couldn't find it. And hallelujah, Gallery Leather, galleryleather.com, they've got them. And it's my favorite thing. They're out of Trenton, Maine. Everyone who works there is from Maine. The phone number is 877-811-7901. And people every year say, you know that diary, that day book you use, that thin little black one? I said, I know I love it and I still use it. They all want to know. So I found it. It's called Per Annum at Manhattan City Diary, and it's an information-filled diary. It's got everything from restaurants to airlines to theater. I'm telling you, whenever you need any information, it's in my day book, and they're great. They're all made by hand in Maine. They have lovely leather gifts. I give them for the holidays. They're small enough to fit in my purse. 3.25 by 7. They come in full grain black leather for 47. Shall I admit that when it comes to the day book, I'm cheap. Simulated leather for 960. You can personalize them with initials. They absolutely include everything. You're looking for a shop, it's in there. An art gallery, nightlife, emergency numbers, full color street maps, subway, transit, zip code maps. It's really great. They even have a vintage wine list. They deal with holidays. It's a good time to order your book for 2023. Go to galleryleather.com or order 877-811-7901. And now I'm looking and we're coming up to the three o'clock. So stay with WABC. It's got great programs all day long. I'm Joan Hamburg.